Alive and Kicking with Claire McKenna on News Talk. So the Shona Project speak to young women about what it means to be their best selves and they have Shine Festival coming on the 11th and 12th of October and part of the message that they give across to young women is around the Two Into You project which is headed up by Women's Aid and I'm joined now by Mary Hayes who is the project lead on the campaign. Mary, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. I've been at Chine Festival and I saw that there was an area for girls to go to and and get information. I'm I'm quite familiar with the Two Into You project but for those who don't know about it, tell us a little bit about the message you're trying to impart. So Two Into You, it's a campaign by Women's Aid who are the National Domestic Violence Service in Ireland And it's aimed at young people, so uh, young women kind of in particular, um, between 18 and 25. So our aim is really to teach young people about the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships, to teach them about the red flags of abuse that they can look out for in their own relationship, in their friend's relationship, and also to provide support if they are worried about their own relationship. So we have a dedicated website, twointoyou.ie, and that's really our main resource with the campaign, um, where there's loads of information, a free and confidential chat service built with young people in mind. But really, it's all about empowering young people with the information they need to have happy and healthy relationships. And I think we have a sort of a stereotype of how an abusive relationship will look, that there's going to be physical abuse. And of course, that is an abusive relationship. But there are other red flags for people to look out for. Can you talk us through some of those? Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that abuse can't happen in young relationships. You know, when we think about things like domestic violence, domestic abuse, we think about it happening to older people, you know, married women, living with a partner, with children, things like that. But we know from our own research and, you know, almost 50 years supporting survivors that abuse is actually very common um, in younger relationships and it's very common against young women. Um, It can even happen, you know, in your very first relationship. So again, you know, the assumption is is that there has to be a bruise or a mark there for it to be classed as abuse. But actually emotional abuse is by far the most common form of abuse against young women. So that can include things like being put down, being criticised, um, being intimidated or generally controlled, you know, telling you what you can or can't do, um, telling you what to wear, complaining if you spend time with your friends, you know, trying to isolate you, cut you off from um, people that you want in your life, things like that. Uh, But I mean, there's a number of different ways that abuse can happen. It doesn't just have to be physical. It doesn't just have to be emotional. It can be sexual, you know, being coerced, forced or guilted into doing things you're not ready for sexually. Um, It can also happen online. Uh, Online abuse is extremely common um, against young women. Um, So you don't even have to be in the same place as your partner. You know, you could be at home in your room, but they're bombarding you with text messages, likes and comments and uh, DMs on all of your social media accounts and really a reminder that they're there and they're watching all the time. And that can feel really, really um, frightening and really stressful. And I think the term too into you is, is really smart because it really does describe it because in some t- in some instances that you've mentioned there, there's obvious manipulation and there's obviously some dark behaviour going on. 
but others could almost be be twisted that this is complimentary and, you know, this person is constantly wanting to be around me. That's why he doesn't want me to see my friends. He's he's mad about me. That's why he's constantly asking me to, to do things. And mm-hmm. I, I think we need to reframe what it means to be in a relationship, that you're not duty bound to somebody, that your feelings and emotions count and there should be equality and an atmosphere and a culture where you can speak up and advocate for yourself. Absolutely. And the whole reason why the campaign is called Too Into You is because, you know, if someone is into you, it can be exciting, especially at the start of a relationship. But if they're too into you, um, you know, and they're putting you under pressure to move faster in the relationship than you're ready for or to do things that you don't want to do, um, then that can be a real red flag. So one of the key examples of how abuse can start is love bombing, um, similar to what you've uh, mentioned there around, you know, these kind of grand gestures of love and attention and affection, um, which can feel lovely, especially if it's your first time going out with someone. Um, So, you know, they might take you out to dinner, buy you gifts, pay for the cinema, uh, tell you, you know, you're my soulmate. I love you. You know, want to be exclusive very early on. This can all feel lovely. But if you feel like you have to reciprocate those feelings before you're ready to, if you feel like you're under pressure to do things that you don't want to because they've been so nice to you, you know, that would be a real red flag that they don't respect your boundaries. Because at the end of the day, this is what um, this comes down to. It's it's respect. Do they respect uh, your opinions? Do they respect your needs in the relationship? Um, do they respect your need for you know, time alone, time with your friends? Do they respect your decisions? Because in a relationship, there has to be equality. Um, And that comes through to all aspects of life. You know, that will um, explain, you know, if you can go to college, if you can go to work, if you can spend time with particular friends. Um, So if your partner is, you know, saying, well, I don't like you hanging out with those friends, they're bad influence on you. Or why do you have to work all the time? You know, I wish you'd spend more time with me. That is really controlling behaviour and it shows that they don't respect, you know, the decisions that you've made around your own life. And do you think there's a conversation to be had around the emphasis we put on a romantic relationship? And I I mean, that's not to say it's not an incredible part of, of life to find somebody to share your life with. And there's so many positives that can come from that. But to place all our eggs in that one basket, you know, that's something we need to consider ourselves as well as the manipulation of other people. I was with a group of, of girls only at the, the weekend and we were talking about two who have been single for a while and they were talking through their checklist and, you know, there was a bit of banter about how they were expecting a lot. And and the conversation came up that is there really one person that ticks all the boxes? Are you not supposed to get your boxes ticked from all the people in your life that, yes, you're your romantic partner is going to tick some of the boxes, but so are your friends, so are your family, so are your work colleagues. It doesn't have to all go to that one person in life. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important, you know, to maintain things like your friendships, your relationships outside the relationship, to maintain your independence, you know, continue your hobbies, um, going to school, going to work, to college, things like that. Because when the relationship becomes the only thing in your life, that's when it can become really isolating. Because if things then become bad, um, you might feel like there's no escape. You know, you've nothing outside the relationship. Uh, Maybe your partner has said, you know, that your friends 
friends don't like you, they don't want to spend time with you and that they're the only one who'll, who'll really love you. That can feel really, really isolating and feel like there's no escape from the relationship. And you will get things from all different areas in your life. And I think, again, with the campaign, you know, we're trying to teach people about the difference between healthy and unhealthy relationships. And a big part of that is the healthy side. You know, we want young people to know what... Um, a healthy relationship really looks and feels like so that they can, you know, make those decisions for themselves because everyone, you know, people want to be in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with being in a relationship or seeking love or affection, you know. It's a lovely thing. But to do it in a way that's in line with your own boundaries and to do that, you need to know what your boundaries are, you know. So um, I think the education piece is, is a big piece of this. And what is the advice then for somebody who finds themselves in a relationship like that, what are the steps you take mm. to get out of it or create better boundaries? Um, well, first of all, I think, it, you know, it can be quite frightening and quite distressing to realise um, that, you know, your relationship might be unhealthy or abusive. Um, so the first thing I always say is to, you know, be gentle with yourself and to remember that it's not your fault. Um, you know, the abusive behaviour is only the fault of your partner who's doing that to you. Even if they've said, you know, that it's your fault, even if they've said that they only act that way because they love you or because you've done a certain thing or acted a certain way, it is never your fault. The second thing to remember is that, um, you know, you don't need to do anything that you're not comfortable with, you know, people might say, well, you just need to leave the relationship straight away. You will know what's safest for you. So, you know, try to listen to your gut if um, that voice is still there within you. And hopefully there's still a piece of that um, because it can become eroded over time in an abusive relationship. Um, then to remember that you're not alone. There are so many supports out there for you. So um, at the 2intu.ie website, there is a chat service there. It's completely free and confidential. We don't ask you your name, your age, um, you know, who, where you're from, your gender, your sexuality, nothing like that. Uh, it's just a space for you to talk about your relationship, to talk through what you're going through, what you're feeling. And then we can offer you information on your options. Um, and that's available daily. And we also have the Women's Aid uh, National Free Phone Helpline and that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's also available in over 200 languages as well. Um, but if you're unsure and, you know, those feel like um, a very big step, there's a relationship quiz at the website, uh, So there's just 10 short questions there. It's completely anonymous and it just kind of is a litmus test of where your relationship is at. So it can tell you, you know, if there's things that you need to be looking out for, there's things, um, you know, that are really clear red flags and then there's indications of healthy relationships as well. So it's a really nice way to just test your relationship. And I tell everyone, you know, friends, family, um, to do this quiz um, it's a really re valuable resource but do visit the website there is so much helpful information and uh, support there that you know you don't need to go through this alone Yeah and do you think sometimes a conversation is what needs to be had as opposed to leaving the relationship altogether because I imagine people's feelings and emotions get tangled up particularly when you talk about that honeymoon period where they got locked in and I've witnessed friends maybe not necessarily in abusive relationships but in relationships that clearly aren't working out but they're constantly trying to get back mm. to how it was in the beginning and that initial spark. Is that what kind of jumbles up the, the common sense and stops us listening to that gut feeling and 
perhaps ignoring the red flags. Yeah, and that's what makes it so difficult to leave often because their partner will say, you know, I'll change. I only act like that when I'm, you know, drunk or when I'm stressed. You know, I promise I'll change. You know that's not the real me. But often these, you know, very often these are empty promises. The only way for the abuse to end is to leave the abusive partner because it is their fault for how they are acting. It's not your fault. Um, You know, often there is this assumption that, you know, they can be fixed or saved or tamed. But again, that puts the responsibility on you. But the responsibility is on them because they're the one acting in an abusive and a controlling way. Um, And that's why, you know, again, love bombing can be so dangerous because it kind of sets this precedent at the start that, you know, I'm this lovely person. Um, You know, my family is impressed by you, you know, Um, I'm really kind and give you gifts and attention, but they use it almost as a smokescreen later on for mistreating you. Um, But it's very rare that the abuse um, will end. It's it's can be very tricky. Now that's not to say at the start of a relationship you can't talk to your partner. You know it's it is good. To, open communication is so important in relationships, and you need to be able to talk to your partner and raise things with them. But if you feel afraid to approach them or how they'll react, or they completely shut you down, or they gaslight you and say I don't know what you're talking about. You know that never happened. You're being so dramatic. Then that would be a big red flag that they don't respect you. They don't respect your opinions, your boundaries, things like that. Yeah. And there are plenty of people who will. You don't have to take a second rate relationship just to be in one. So talk to me about the relationship then with the Shona Project. They do incredible work going into schools and talking to young girls and just really implanting these ideas in their heads Mm. um, about their life and, and, and empowering them to become advocates for themselves in all areas of life, not just within romantic relationships. You'll be at Shine Festival on the 11th and 12th of October. So what are the messages you're getting to those school going girls? Yeah, the Shona Project have been such a huge supporter of the Two and Two campaign for the last couple of years. Um, Tammy is an absolute force and we love working with her. Um, we were at Shine Festival last year and it was incredible just to get in front of, you know, hundreds of girls in school to tell them about the campaign, to tell them that, you know, there are resources and information there so that, again, they can empower themselves around this information. Because, um, you know, from our own research, we know that unfortunately, um, abuse happens most commonly to young women under the age of 18. So in Ireland, one in five young women um, and one in 11 young men will have been abused before the age of 25. And for the uh, younger cohort or for the group of young women, um, the majority of them, the abuse will actually happen before they turn 18. So when they would be considered as minors. So it's really important that we teach, you know, young people um, while they're, you know, in their first relationships, while they're learning about all this stuff, while they're seeing it, you know, on TV, in pop culture on things like Love Island. You know, we want to be uh, embedding those positive messages in them early on. And that's why it's so fantastic that we get to um, be present at Shine and do work with Shona um, because we need to get in front of uh, young people to talk about this. Um, but they are so engaged. They, whenever they come up to our stand, whenever they see us at um any event, you know, young people, they want to learn about this stuff because, you know, they're not learning about it at the moment in school um, and they really are dying for this information because they want to know what the difference between a healthy and unhealthy relationship is. They don't know where to find it, but we have that information. So we're delighted to get in front of them to 
to talk to them about it. And I feel like mobile phones um, and social media have really changed the landscape because we're constantly available. You can be tracked, your location can be seen if you're on Snapchat or there's other apps that can do that. There can be constant text messages. You can be called on a night out with the girls and, you know, somebody can come and collect you because they know where you are. It's really made that abuse that little bit more accessible, hasn't it? And it's really normalised that that abuse. Um, I think what the online space has done, it's really um, allowed abuse to continue even when you're not uh, with your partner. So it's become kind of a space for other uh, types of abuse to happen. So for example, you know, uh, the bombarding of messages, um, you know, commenting on photos and videos and that constant reminder that your partner is there and always watching. And, you know, from our research and um, our work with survivors, they've told us that, you know, there's this uh, real sense of not being able to escape it. And it's really, really exhausting. Um, and another piece around the online space is kind of the normalisation of, you know, sharing of intimate images. Um, and, you know, while that can be done consensually within a relationship and that's totally fine, um, I think the knowledge of young people around the laws now, uh, we need to do a little bit of work around that because it is now a crime in Ireland, not just to share an intimate image or video of someone without their consent, to threaten to share that image or video is also a crime because what it says is, you you know, if you break up with me or if you don't get back back with me, I'm going to send that nude you sent me into my uh, WhatsApp group of friends. Um, so really, that is very coercive behaviour. Um, it's saying if you don't act this way or fall in line, there will be consequences. And that's now a crime in Ireland. So we're really trying to push that uh, through the website and through the campaign. Um, but yeah, the online space, it can be uh, obviously dangerous, but there are also some real um, benefits to it. You know, it's been a massive help with us, uh, with the campaign, being able to platform voices, yeah. being able to platform survivor voices. We have um, some amazing uh, two and two ambassadors who have survived abuse. Um, so Juliana Scheel is one of them. Jodie Duggan is another one of them. Um, and they've really used the space to share their own story so that other, you girls who are going through this, they know that there is hope after an abusive relationship, um, you know, that it's not uh, the be all and end all, that there is life after it and that there are supports available. And I feel like as well as the education and empowerment piece, this being a health and wellness show, I often talk about the importance of reflection, of really taking the time to tune in to what it is that we want, to what it is that's important to us, to what's going on, what is our gut feeling mm. telling us. And that's a really important skill to try and, and cultivate so that we're taking the time to really listen to what's going on for us and, and, and what is important to us. And that's where we create the boundaries and that's where we know it's, it, it, it's time to find out more information, to go on to that tech service. Absolutely. You really have to pause and, and we're always on, we're always scrolling, we're always distracted. It's so important, isn't it, to, to really tune into ourselves. Yeah, that gut feeling is huge. You know, that is the voice that's telling you what feels safe, what doesn't feel safe. And often it will come early on in the relationship. And if it does, 
we're asking people, you know, listen to it. It's there for a reason because unfortunately, the longer and longer you're in a relationship where you're being controlled or manipulated or gaslit, the quieter and quieter that voice gets. And that is the voice that is keeping you safe at the end of the day. So, you know, tap into that. If you're a parent, teach your kids about it. You know, it is such an important um, thing that's there for young people. Uh, you know, even if they don't talk to anyone, if they are able just to listen uh, to, you know, that feeling in their tummy, um, hopefully, you know, they can catch something early on before things get much worse. And the Shona Project, empowering and inspiring the girls of Ireland. You can find out more on their Instagram at shona.ie, on X, known, formerly known as Twitter, at shona.ie. Facebook is the Shona Project and the website is shona.ie. To interview.ie is where you can find out more information. As Mary said, there are lots of tech services and that relationships quiz that you can take. And you can also call Women's Aid 1-800-341-900. But Mary Hayes, To Interview Project Lead with Women's Aid. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Alive and Kicking with Claire McKenna. Sunday morning at 8 on News Talk.